I was a sickly kid, as they used to say. You name it, I came down with it. Coughs and colds, earaches and headaches, runny noses and runny eyes, and sore throats and sore stomachs. I was also accident-prone. When I was just three years old, I wanted to be just like the NASCAR drivers I saw on TV, but I couldn't drive, so I hopped onto my tricycle instead. I pedaled the front wheel with all my might and rounded a few corners with success, but soon toppled over hard. My two front teeth drove through my bottom lip, and I actually needed two surgeries to repair the damage. After that, my bottom lip was bigger than other kids. I hated myself for that. When I went to join the school band, the teacher said, Boy, you'd be great to play the trombone with those big lips. To this day, there's still scar tissue I can feel in that lip. I grew up, but things didn't change much. Over the years, I've broken 16 different bones. I've had so many accidents, I lost count. Bizarre accidents, too. Bicycle accidents, motorcycle accidents, horseback riding accidents, bull riding accidents. I even had a frisbee golf accident. More than once, I've preached with my arm in a sling. Right after I was married, I had a lung collapse and needed emergency surgery. I've even been hit by a car. For many years, I believed that having so many accidents and being sick so much was normal. Then a while back, I got to thinking. Maybe it isn't normal to be so hurt all the time. Not for me, not for anyone. Maybe something else is going on. Something spiritual. I began to study the Bible specifically with an eye to see how Satan can attack us, and I learned pretty quickly that one of the ways he seeks to harm us is by stealing our health. Now, I'm certainly not saying that every sickness, disease, or accident is a result of spiritual oppression but certainly the Bible makes allowances for some of our infirmities to be caused by these means. Satan is always looking for open doors of opportunity in our lives. He's seeking not to own us, but to control us and influence us, and to hurt us any way he can. The Apostle Paul exhorted us that we are not to be ignorant of the enemy's devices. As we saw in chapter 1, it's possible for us to give place to the enemy— Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27, or as the New International Version translates it, to provide him a foothold. When we undertake certain activities, the devil is given legal grounds to claim his turf. Paul described this ground further in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4, where he used the word strongholds. The good news is that if the trouble in our lives has a spiritual root, then Jesus can easily deliver us and dig out that spiritual root. His work in our lives makes true freedom possible. What's our responsibility? Our responsibility is to identify those areas in our lives where footholds and strongholds may have been created, those areas where Satan has been given legal grounds. Identification is the first step in us becoming free. That's followed by confession, prayers for deliverance, and the continued filling of the Holy Spirit, as we'll examine in more depth in later chapters. So, let's start with identification. Let's examine our lives and look for three big warning signs that doors in our lives may have been opened to evil. If any of the following is present in our lives, then spiritual oppression is a possibility. Number 1. 
continued iniquity. Iniquity means sin. Continued iniquity means willful, habitual sin. And that's a sign that we may have allowed some spiritual snakes to slither into our houses. The Bible says everyone sins and falls short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. There are some sins that can easily entangle us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Some sins are simply caused by our normal fleshly nature. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17.